0: Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report Podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
2: Heartland on Wax 104.5 on this Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with...
0: Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning.
2: You know, I love playing something upbeat, like Heartland, before we come in. It's like the Sunday night football intro. Like, you hear that, and you know it's Sunday night football. This is like intro to farm show.
0: Or else it's a warning that we're going to start talking. (laughs) What?
2: I, it's a good warning. I'm not it's saying a good it's a warning. bad warning. I was <laughs> throw throw like some loud alarms or something. <laughs> the farm show is coming. The farm show is coming. <laughs> well, on to other things. Did you have a lovely weekend? I did. Good. what'd you
0: do? I did some canning. I went to a breakfast over in Spencer yesterday. We'll be hearing about that in a little bit. We will. I did. I got some. Grabbed some interviews. As a, it was really. Heartwarming to see all the people turn out and the support because they're setting up a scholarship for my brother.
2: That is really nice. And, you know, another nice thing was yesterday. I mean, it was the memorial of 9-11, 21 years, but that sunset last night, that was just like perfect. It was saying like, hey, we got this. We're doing good. 21 years later.
0: Do you remember what you were doing 21 years ago?
2: I was 21 years ago yesterday. I was driving on my way to school, to college. And I heard like the what, like the announcement, that loud, really annoying rant sound. And I was, I was driving, I was in a mood, and I'm like, I'm not listening to this. And I turned on my CD player. Didn't know a thing until I got to school, and everyone's like bawling, and I'm like, what is going on? And then they turned on the TVs, and everything was just nine eleven. How about you?
0: I was at home with a pretty new newborn; she was less than a month old, and. We were just getting, I was putting pork away, actually, that we had processed down at the locker, and then the TV went on, and, you know, it just kind of absorbed all of you, just the amazement of the um, firefighters willing to go in there, Mm -hmm. and just, they, you know, in essence, there was a lot of things that really were pulled together out of a bad situation.
2: Yes, well, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't matter what race you were you know what gender you were it was people coming together to help people and i think it united the entire country
0: absolutely because
2: everyone was just like hey this this happened we need to band together we need to do that and i think our country needs to do that again Absolutely, we're kind of going the wrong way and news is i hate to say
0: it i don't want to listen to the news a lot of times (laughs) because it's
2: not it's not inspiring and upbeat and we need more of that
0: yeah and and even you know You think about some of the bad things that have happened and being able to pull together and see the, you know, move on and learn and do something good. Yes. We need
2: more good in the world.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I love good.
2: I love good. I love your good (laughs) canned peaches. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Hey, I canned some more for you this weekend. I
2: know. I'm excited. (laughs) I, I don't even want to take them home because my husband and kids will have them. And I'm like, I want them for myself. Is that wrong? no okay good (laughs) we've got a busy morning coming up here at wax we've got some news jill actually got an exclusive interview that we're going to be talking about lots of fun things going on this morning
3: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: We're at 53 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. If you're just waking up, you might notice your car is a little damp this morning. We did have some rain on the overnight, but no need to worry. The skies were clearing up on my drive-in. We're looking at a mostly sunny day today. Sunny tomorrow It's going to be summer like tomorrow. 80 degrees, so if you're missing that summer vibe, just wait till tomorrow. And as I said earlier, it's going to be kind of cloudy out this morning, a little damp, but the rain's already through, so that's some good news there. But it is 5.01 on 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau it's time to check in this morning with some national news.
4: NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Former President Trump and the Justice Department are sent to respond Monday to proposed special master candidates and the review of documents seized from Mar-a-Lago. Jim Forbes has the details. The Justice Department proposed retired U.S. District Court Judge Barbara Jones and retired U.S. Court of Appeals Judge Thomas Griffith. Trump's legal team proposed former U.S. District Court Judge Raymond Deary and Paul Huck Jr., who was general counsel to former Florida Governor Charlie Crist. I'm Jim Forbes. President Biden is slated to be in Boston Monday to speak about his cancer moonshot initiative. Chris Caraggio has more.
5: The program aims to cut the cancer death rate in half over the next 25 years and provide support to caregivers and survivors. The president will speak at the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library on the 60th anniversary of Kennedy's famous moonshot speech, which informed the public of a plan to get humans to the moon. Biden is also expected to deliver remarks and an event touting the bipartisan infrastructure law. I'm Chris Caragio.
4: Thousands of firefighters are battling wildfires across drought-stricken California. The Mosquito Fire in the northern part of the state has burned more than 41,000 acres since it sparked last week. It was just 10% contained as of Sunday. Red flag warnings were put in place over the weekend for many parts of the northwest due to high winds and high temperatures. Ukraine's ambassador to the U.S. says the war with Russia will last until her country wins.
6: Russia
2: still can do a lot of damage, but we don't have any other choice. We will advance. We will not surrender. And we will liberate all Ukraine.
4: Appearing on CBS's Face the Nation, Ukrainian Ambassador Oksana Markarva expressed optimism, noting the recent gains by Ukrainian forces. But she warned that the fight wasn't over yet. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report
0: the wax truck was out on an adventure this weekend. It ended up in Spencer for a a fall breakfast put on by the Spencer FFA alumni. I caught up with Amanda Connect. She has a pretty big part in putting this on. So where do you get your help? Uh, Most of our help is Spencer FFA alumni members and their kids
7: and uh, the Spencer FFA officers. So we've kind of, over the last few years, tried to build the alumni back up again. Um, And so... We've got a good group, and we work really well together. And you served quite a few breakfasts. How many did you guys end up serving up? We served about 600 people, ran out of white milk, had to go run to Quick Trip and go get more, but
0: we ended up doing okay. A lot of new faces. I was over here, and I met the new egg teacher Sam and boy he's pretty exciting to have around.
7: Sam is um, Sam's great. We're excited to have him um, so I you know he's got big shoes to fill with filling uh, Mark Zimmerman's shoes but I think Sam's really going to do a good job. Everybody that knows Sam from the time he was little to the time now everybody has nothing but great things to say about Mr. Schmidt. They say how amazing he is and we're already seeing how amazing he is. You know him texting us at night on the weekends about what we need for the breakfast and how he can help so we're already seeing that out of him.
0: And I've noticed as I've been in this job and in this position, the connection with the egg teachers. What have you seen?
7: Uh, the connection with egg teachers is a big thing, Jill. As you know, uh, Mark was your brother. Uh, he was my egg teacher in high school, my kids' egg teacher. So um, my whole life, Mark Zimmerman was in it. So we're excited to see Sam have that role as well in our kids' lives.
0: Do You see, this breakfast is happening over and over again.
7: Yeah, I'm sure hoping so. I mean. I don't, I can't remember how long the breakfast has been going on, but I can tell you for sure my daughter is 15 and I know for sure it's been going on since before she was born. So um, we plan on having it. I know we didn't have it for a year or two, um, but we plan on having it most years, I think.
0: And as another part of the breakfast, you guys had the baskets to register for. Can you tell me a little bit about what that was about?
7: Yeah, um, so last year we actually started a basket raffle and that was to benefit um, our egg teacher, uh, Mark Zimmerman, because um, as everybody knows, he lost his battle with cancer this um, summer. But So we did the raffle basket last year to help him um, and his family just financially. So this year we decided, you know what, um, Mr. Zimmerman would love to have a scholarship in his name. So we um, are creating the Mark L. Zimmerman Memorial Scholarship Fund for the Spencer FFA Kids. And so I think we did really well on it. We had a ton of monetary donations come in before the breakfast even, and I think there was like over 40 baskets. So we really we really thank every single person who bought tickets, who donated, who gave monetary donations. Um, just coming to the breakfast in itself, was it's great.
0: And I know that Mark would be very proud to know that some of his former students put this together for him and to carry on the legacy. And I know I'm awfully proud, and thank you for carrying that on because that's it's really big and that was miss amanda connect here at spencer in charge of that breakfast and willing to carry it on thank you and i'm joe welke
3: feeding information to the folks who feed you wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
2: that's right if you have those aches and pains from shoveling too much stuff or from bending down, doing those things, check out that Stooky Chiropractic, because Jill goes there, and you said that really does help.
0: It really does help.
2: Well, good. And that way, she's not so cranky in the morning.
0: Yeah. Crank- <laughs> cranky Jill is not a good Jill.
2: I like how she says that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it happens.
2: Well, let's take a look at the weather. Today, we're looking at... Let's see. Today, mostly sunny. I had to look at that a little bit. 73 degrees. Tonight is going to be clear and 45. Ooh, it's going to be chilly. Tomorrow, though, sunny and summer-like. 80 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy and 51. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 77. Wednesday night, a few clouds are coming in with a low of 58. Temps in the area right now. We've got Medford at 52, as is Marshfield. Lacrosse is at 57, Green Bay at 56. Up north, Rice Lake is at 50 degrees. Over in Wausau, they're at 52. Madison is at 53 degrees. Milwaukee's at 55. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 53 degrees. And we've got your morning markets there coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by.
5: Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance.
3: Keeping it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And our markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to start up with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 140 to 145, with choice fed beef heifers 138 to 143. Choice fed Holstein steers are 127 to 138, with select and silage fed steers 85 to 125. Cows are 73 to 99, with bulls at 104 to 119. Butcher Hogs are seventy five to one ten, was sells at sixty two to sixty six, boars at eighteen to twenty six, new crop market lambs are one ten to one seventeen and a half, and feeder lambs one forty to two forty five.
2: Thank you so much, Jill. And looking at the mercantile exchange, we've got your live cattle for October at one forty five sixty seven. That's up a dollar thirty. December's at 97, one fifty ninety seven, up a dollar thirty two. Next February's at one fifty five thirty five, up a dollar seven. Feeder cattle for September's at one eighty three, that's up sixty seven cents. October's at one eighty five fifty seven, up a dollar seventeen. November's at one eighty six eighty two, up a dollar seven. Lean hogs for October's at ninety three seventeen, up a dollar five. December's at eighty three twelve, up forty five, and February's at eighty seven forty two, up sixty two. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn was quiet on the overnight, unchanged at six eighty five. Your December oats also unchanged at $3.93. November beans are up 4 cents at $14.17. October soybean meal was up $3.40 to $4.18.20 a ton. December wheat down 4 at eight sixty five. dollars Looking at the Dairy Side Barrel Cheese, a quiet day again, unchanged at a dollar ninety-three and a quarter. Your blocks had a great Friday up six and three quarter cent to a dollar ninety-one and three quarters. Your double A grade butter was up two and a quarter cent to three seventeen. And your class three futures for September were unchanged at nineteen seventy-nine. October turned it around up thirty-four cents to twenty ninety-three. November up forty-six cents to twenty-one fifty-five. December up thirty-one to twenty-one fifty-eight. January up thirteen cents to twenty-one twenty-one. And those markets continued upward trending into next April. So some good news there on those Class Three markets. We need better prices there. And we're going to be talking a little bit of farm news when we come back before we get to hear from Randy Welsh. He's coming in after that.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: We'll take a little bit of look at some farm news this morning for you and Jill, you... You got a really great interview that we'll be hearing a little bit later on, not today, but sometime later this week, hopefully. And we also got it from the Wisconsin Egg Connection. What's going on?
0: I actually um, ventured down to Asio to the Value Implement dealership, former Value Implement. They were bought out by Johnson Tractor. On Friday, I was down there and I talked to one of the owners. So exciting. They're so exciting. They're really the biggest thing they're working on is to get you know, those parts in. Mm-hmm. They're hoping that with more access, they will have those parts that some, I know there's, a, I have a family tractor that's been down there for quite a few months looking, waiting for parts. But let's read what we have for that uh, you typed up here. <laughs> According to the Wisconsin A Connection, two prominent Case IH farm equipment dealerships in Wisconsin have joined forces. Johnson Tractor announced it's acquired value implement. The deal was finalized on September 1st, which brings the combined total locations between the two companies to nine. Johnson Tractor was founded in 1980 after Ray Johnson and his son, Leo, bought the former Clinton implement in Darien. The newly acquired value implement locations are in Osseo, Menominee, Arcadia, and Baldwin. That's always interesting. I think it's great. I mean, they're so excited. Johnson, implement, or Johnson Tractor has two locations in illinois and then there's four down by janesville nice and i just i feel like they're going to be involved in the community communities and that's what um catherine told me that they really want to start being involved in the communities around here and you know just be a part of the whole system
2: well good yeah that's good stuff and we'll be hearing that interview coming up hopefully this week or maybe early next week absolutely excellent and you know what else is coming up opening bow season that's less than a week away jill it starts on saturday and the wisconsin dnr is reminding hunters to know their target before they shoot which means understand the difference between elk and white-tailed deer for one elk are taller about one to two feet two their horns are tilted up and more back and they have different markings after being reintroduced in the state back in 1995, there are currently two herds containing a little bit more than 450 elk in the state. One is up in the Northwoods, including the Ashland, Bayfield, Price, Rusk, and Sawyer counties, and the other one is in Jackson County. Any elk taken without a tag, and you will lose your hunting license, so make sure you know what's going on. Well, we're going to be hearing from Randy Welsh. He's coming in right now. and. Bob had a chance to speak with him, and Bob, tell me what's all going on in the forage business.
1: Let's talk about forages with Randy Welch. And Randy is an alfalfa and forage agronomist with Cropland. And Randy, farming operations here in Wisconsin have changed. Our dairies have gotten bigger. We don't have as much forage. But some of the agronomic aspects of raising alfalfa haven't changed, even though our practices of handling the crop have changed. And in a lot of cases, not for the better. That all
10: important leaf, in some cases, is being sacrificed. That's right. So we still need to think about the basics that alfalfa is made up of two very distinct components. And those distinct components are leaves and stems. And the leaves are very high in quality. The stems are lower in quality. Leaves are about 450 in relative forage quality. Stems are about 60 to 70 in forage quality. So if you think about that for a little bit, you go, like, it doesn't take very many leaves to hurt the quality. When you start losing leaves, you hurt the quality quite a bit. And the stems are always easy to get back to the barn. They're easy to get back to the pile. It's the leaves that we need to start thinking and talking about. How do we get more of those back to the bunker silo, back to the dairy? Because when
1: we start, the plant is 50-50 stem and leaves, but so many cases by the time we put it up and try and feed it, it's a long way from 50-50.
10: What's causing that? Is it strictly management well, it's it's all additive, so it could be diseases in the alfalfa. When the alfalfa first starts growing, uh, there could be diseases in there that cause leaf loss. So, the use of fungicides might be an addition that a farmer might want to think about in his management scenario. And then, the these these lease, uh, these losses are all additive. So you got diseases, and then we may have a a cutter, uh, may have a flail cutter in there that's knocking some leaves off during the harvest process. And then we come in and we merge the alfalfa, which may be merged, maybe it's a little too dry. Uh, That can be a problem in the chopper itself. uh, A a chopper running full blast, uh, the head speeds uh, may be uh, too high, and we may be threshing the leaves in the harvest process at the chopper. And then we're blowing that forage into a truck and we have all kinds of opportunities for that leaf to be basically lost and destroyed in the growing and the harvesting of the alfalfa.
1: And a lot of these uh, choppers we're using now are, as you talked about uh, at a recent field day, you know, they're bought to chop corn silage. When you go in there and chop alfalfa, it's a completely different crop and maybe we didn't adjust the, gra- the speed.
10: There's just all these little management scenarios that I think growers need to think about when they're raising, they're harvesting their alfalfa. And it's a mechanical piece, like I said. It's uh, managing the diseases, uh, the chopper speed uh, head. Uh, something we picked up here recently that we need to make sure that that head is slowed down or matches that matches the speed to the to the windrow. So as the crop gets heavier. We'd want to slow that head down as the crop gets lighter and the chopper speeds up, then we can speed that head up. So there's lots of these little pieces we just need to start thinking about.
1: And as we manage it, you're going to lose leaves. I don't care how good a manager you are, 10%. But when you start getting higher than that, say
10: 30%, you're costing yourself a lot of production. We're, we're losing both both quality, and a lot of farmers miss this, are losing yield. If you're losing 30% of your leaves, that's 30% of your yield, and it's the highest value part, part of the yield. So it's really important that we pay attention to this because it's both uh, both quality loss and a yield loss.
1: And, of course, uh, some of the challenges that we have, disease management we talked about,
10: soil fertility, those are the keys. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've said really... in The years that I've worked with alfalfa is that there's two things that really uh, cost farmers probably year in and year out. And it's not getting good disease resistance in their varieties or choosing varieties that have good disease resistance, then managing the soil fertility. And the fertility piece, because fertilizer got really expensive this last year, farmers were uh, basically forced because of economics probably to cut back on some fertilizer inputs from for v- various economic reasons but you know my general comment is cows don't know uh you know what what the price of protein is and the really the alfalfa doesn't know what the price of potash is so if you need the nutrients we still need to manage those and you know the idea of soil sampling to to manage that or tissue testing to help managing those manage those nutrients is still really important in the in the economics of, the, of, a, of a profitable farm today.
1: And when you talk about the nutrients, of course, nitrogen fixes nitrogen, the alfalfa plant, but uh, the P and the K and the micronutrients.
10: Yeah, so... um potassium is probably the the single most important nutrient for forage production. That applies to corn silage and alfalfa or really any forage crop. We take off about 50 pounds of potassium for every ton of forage that we remove. And then the other nutrients, of course, phosphorus is needed in alfalfa as well. We don't worry about as much phosphorus because we put manures back in our rotations. Uh, But if you are selling hay off from the farm or you're selling forages off the farm, you need to be very concerned about the phosphorus levels as they drop lower. uh, You will lose yield. And then sulfur and boron. Sulfur does not follow the sky anymore so we need to make sure we're harvesting um, you know having adequate amounts of sulfur we have sulfur sources now that are available in the sulfate form and also elemental forms but that sulfur is very important and finally boron boron is a critically important nutrient for alfalfa used in very small amounts but very important for alfalfa so we only need just a little bit of uh, boron you can apply that with your fertilizer dry fertilizer material or you can apply it with a foliar application
1: and as we, there's so much to alfalfa production besides some of the things we just talked about. Uh, and it's an important crop on our farms nowadays. We're getting to more commercial operators that are corn and soybean growers. But alfalfa has a real place in these rotations.
10: Well absolutely and I think uh there's there's several things here. There's soil erosion and if you look at the hillsides in in um, you know the the listenership here I mean you look at the hillsides that should not be in row crop and they should be in a more permanent crop like alfalfa at least in three three year rotation four year rotation is really important. And the other really important thing is nitrogen credits. Uh, nitrogen credits for alfalfa is a big deal economically to farmers. I mean if you think about an alfalfa crop that's rotated to corn is producing 130 to 140 units of nitrogen is coming back to that corn silage crop or that corn grain crop. It is a really important powerhouse if you think about the economics of alfalfa. And the story gets better yet. We actually pull some nitrogen for the second year, probably 30 to 50 units of N, the second year. So this is a very valuable crop to our dairy farms. a very valuable crop. Anybody puts alfalfa in rotation is getting a real bump from the n- nitrogen credit that they get from alfalfa.
1: But there are some challenges when you're going to put this in the rotation because of some of the products we use on our corn. And we've got some carryover that can cause problems from the corn and the soybeans for that matter, but uh, corn we get most of the news on. Talk about the, that relationship.
10: Yeah, so one of the things that I've seen in the, the, the last few years is I've worked with alfalfa here in the Midwest, in particular Wisconsin, is a lot of our producers are not paying close enough attention to the corn herbicide and the, or the soybean herbicide, and sometimes the wheat herbicide, that goes on before they seed the alfalfa. And this is a problem because as we've ramped up our chemistries to control weeds like water hemp, which are more resistant to some of our common chemistries we've been using, one of the problems we've had is that we've ramped up these residual chemistries to control these more difficult weeds, and that's caused problems during alfalfa establishment. So there's a whole series of chemistries that are basic. If you read the labels very carefully, you'll, you'll see that sometimes the alfalfa labels are not maybe quite clear enough, if you will, on um, how long we should uh, wait before we seed alfalfa. In many of our cases, we've seen that um, uh, two years is needed before the, from the time that you apply that herbicide until we can plant alfalfa.
1: Let's talk about the the new varieties, the new chemistries, not necessarily new chemistries, but the new genetics that we've got. Uh, In in cropland, you were talking to the field day again about uh, AA, and you said it's not awesome alfalfa, AA is very important in the name of these products. Yes,
10: yeah, so the AA is absolutely awesome alfalfa. That's that's true. But it also stands for aphanomyces and anthracnose. Those are two diseases that cause problems for us potentially in alfalfa. Race, race 3 is a new aphanomyces race that we're uh, basically uh, developing genetics. We have uh, genetics that are developed for resistance to race 3 or race EMR as it's actually technically called. But it's really this cocktail of new pathogens that are basically put together in this uh, selection of this new variety that's uh, double A. And the other part of the A is for a disease called anthracnose. And that disease is race 5. And what soils do is they, they basically change over time. And as they change over time, these pathogens become more uh, deadly or more damaging to the alfalfa seedlings and alfalfa plants. In the case of aphanomyces, it's a seedling disease that chews off the roots, the root hairs specifically, and it reduces water uptake and, and nitrogen fixation. And so that's a problem for the aphanomyces organism when you have wet soil, saturated soils, spring of the year, anytime that soil is saturated. And then the other disease is called anthracnose, and that's a stem and, and crown disease. And that disease actually affects the uh, stem, and it'll actually go into what I call the pipeline, and it basically drills into the stem, and then reduces the ability for the plant to capture sunlight, turn those nutrients into into uh, products that the plant needs or, or nutrients that need to come out of the roots into the plant, and that stem actually dies and then eventually the root dies. So the, the, the reason that is it's important to have double A is we get more alfalfa yield from those varieties that have good levels of disease resistance.
2: And that's Randy Welsh talking about different varieties, different new things, and it's always interesting to see and hear what's coming out what's already been the new diseases i mean not that it's interesting but we need to know because i'm sure other farmers are having those same problems and most people just till it under and start new and yeah there's always something there and you always got to look into that so some interesting stuff there with randy welsh and bob well it is almost 5 30 in the morning so it's time to get up get active and we've got to get to markets so we're going to have rocky olson he's going to be coming in next
3: agriculture it's a wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
2: and as promised we've got rocky olson from premier livestock joining us now good morning rocky
6: good morning
2: so we had a beautiful weekend i mean saturday was kind of rainy but yesterday turned around and it was actually decent
6: yeah was
2: yeah and i bet you're excited for the fall season you've got another big machinery auction coming up in november and you you just got cattle coming in and going out and it's Busy time for you.
6: The well, way we like it. You bet. Busy time of year.
2: Well, good. We'll catch us up. What's all going on at Premier Livestock and with you?
6: Uh, Thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is our last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. I had a busy week uh, selling over uh, 2,600 head of livestock, uh, like I said, with no Monday sales, so definitely a big week. Uh, Fed cattle sold just a little bit lower, but uh, fairly steady. High-yielding Holstein steers choice and prime, 125 to 143. Selects and low choice, 117 to 124. Uh, Beef steers and heifers uh, choice, 135 to 145. Your market cows steadied a little lower. Also, high yielding cows from 82 to 94, many cows 65 to 81, market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar 17, lower yielding 99 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, high yielding from 95 to 117, lower yielding 94 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly 75 to 145, your beef calves 125 to 350, Holstein heifer calves 10 to 50. Feeder cattle special held here last week. We sold 750 head of feeder cattle. New crop beef calves mostly from 150 to 235. We've, like I said, had a big sale, uh, full report on our website. Wednesday, uh, top dairy cow was 2,400, top spring and heifer was 2,000. Uh, this week, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, we have two complete dispersals, uh, herd number one, we got a very nice herd of cows, uh, 120, uh, Holstein and Jersey Holstein cross cows, freestall parlor cows, 75 pounds of milk and 2x milking on test. Um, like I said, herd number two, uh, 65 Holstein tie stall cows, also freestyle adapted. Nice young herd coming out of Greenwood, plus several other reputations uh, consignments. We had a load of fancy Jersey uh, cross fresh cows, parlor freestyle averaging over 90 pounds with a 4 or 5 butter fat. We have a load of registered cows coming from Todd Stanick, plus many other uh, fancy consignments. We got some registered Holstein breeding bulls as well. Full details on our website at premier com. Questions, give us a call at Premier. 7- one five two two nine twenty five hundred. Like Kristen said at the top, next machinery auction uh, will be held on November 18th. We are taking consignments now. Uh, if you do want to start bre- uh, bringing those over, like I said, some of our best results on our equipment that has sat here the longest. Uh, so get that stuff in just as quick as you can, and uh, we'll go from there. And that's the way it's shaped it up, Kristen.
2: That sounds great. Well, you have a great day, Rocky, and we'll catch you probably tomorrow.
6: All right, sounds great. All right, in.
2: thanks so much. There he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock. And we've got a busy morning yet. We've got the weather, news, markets. we got to keep moving.
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: That's right, we are back 25 minutes before the 6 o'clock hour, and it's time to check in with some weather this morning. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea. See what's going on? Good morning, Mike.
5: Good morning, Kristen. How are you?
2: I am a little upset.
5: Y'all oh, cuz of the Packers, huh? Well,
2: that too. <laughs> I washed my car yesterday because there was a slim chance of rain. And I got rained on this morning.
5: Well, hey, you know, I did say that there was a, a slim chance and uh, well, it it happened.
2: But you're not supposed to put it over Nilsville, and on my drive in. You have to move it north or south.
5: Oh well you know what, I, I guess I gotta tune up the, the weather machine just a little better then.
2: Yes, you know get on that <laughs> little bicycle turn pedal pedal pedal.
5: Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, catch us up. We look like we're going to get some summer-like weather coming in.
5: Eventually, yeah. Today will be more fall-like, though. We'll start off with a little bit of cloud cover, but we'll clear out from west to east. So, uh, well, Nielsville may hold on to some of that cloud cover a little longer and ultimately be a little cooler today. But most of us should get into the low to mid-70s for our highs. Now, later tonight, mostly clear, much cooler mid-40s for our lows, but we'll have a good bit of sunshine for Tuesday and Wednesday with highs getting into the upper 70s and even some low 80s. Now, Thursday, we'll see a few more clouds roll in potentially a very slim chance at some showers uh but a better chance arrives on friday highs still into the upper 70s and low 80s but saturday and sunday we'll have on and off chances at some showers again much like we did uh for friday and saturday of this past week Uh, otherwise highs again mostly into the mid to upper 70s right now we've got partly cloudy conditions in eau claire and a temperature of 54 degrees
2: very nice and Speaking of beautiful weather, nice weather, are you planning any nice weather for the upcoming nuptials?
5: Uh, I would love to, but it looks like it might rain in uh, St. Cloud. So, uh, good thing we have a contingency plan in place, put it and that
2: way. Rain is supposedly good luck.
5: Oh, is it? That's now? what they
2: say. If it rains on your wedding day, that's good luck.
5: Well, I guess it's bad luck on the day, but maybe it's good luck for the marriage. So, yes, we'll, we'll good hold luck. on to that.
2: Yes, <laughs> just have an umbrella. Borrow the one that you're going to get for Bob Gallagher, and you'll be all set.
5: <laughs> good deal. All right, sounds good, All right,
2: thanks so much, Mike. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. And this morning's weather is brought to you by...
1: Our weather, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you wax
3: 104.5 and the midwest farm report
2: and it's that time of the morning to check in with our news and we're going to head over to morgan mccarthy and see what's all going on good morning morgan it's a busy day catch us up what's going on in the news
11: A good morning. Here's what we're learning today. 21 years ago, we were waking up to a different world and the terror attacks from 9-11 were paid tribute to yesterday in lower Manhattan. Scott Pringle reporting from those front lines.
8: There were moments of silence and bell tolls at the times the planes went into the World Trade Center, the Pentagon and went down in Shanksville. And when the Twin Towers collapsed, George John Bishop, Chris Romeo was shunned Family members of victims read names of the nearly 3,000 killed on 9-11 and gave personal messages. This guy turned to the many politicians in the crowd, which included Vice President Kamala Harris.
9: And I want to remind all of you there, it should not take another tragedy to
11: unite our nation. At the 9-11 Memorial, Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. In news and headlines that bring us closer to our area, an Arkansas man is in custody after leading police on a chase through Durand. According to the Pepin County Sheriff's Office, Sean Bauer led officials on that car chase when he struck a squad car twice. A taser was deployed during that time, but had no effect, and Bauer fled. Officials say that for the safety of the community, they did not pursue Bauer through residential yards, but that he was soon found bare in the home and apprehended without further incident looking at other headlines to take us across the state from Mother Nature in case you have travel plans just a heads up there's now a warning about the far southeast part of the state probability of flash flooding John DeMaster from that area saying
5: as of late last night seven or more inches of measurable rainfall was registered in Racine County alone The National Weather Service advises those living in the region to still take precautions on roadways, despite the fact that a flood warning expired this morning at 3 a.m. The warning covered Kenosha, Milwaukee, Racine, Walworth, and Waukesha counties. Flood conditions are expected in urban areas as well as rivers, streams, and low-lying terrain in the affected region. I'm John DeMaster.
11: The well, there was a big boost from the Butter Burgers as Culver's and the family made a donation for Unity Point Meritor, marked for mental health treatment expansion. Culver co founder Leah Culver and her daughters announced the expanding mental health services for those in the south central part of the state. And with some of that market information on Butter, Burgers, and beyond, we go back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Welkie, and the Midwest Farm Show live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5.
2: Thanks so much, Morgan, for that update. And Jill, I think that was a decent, I like how she talked about, you know, bringing the country together. And 21 years ago, I just, you and I were talking off air, 21 years.
0: It doesn't seem like it's that long ago. No. It, it just seems like it's still pretty fresh in my mind, you know. And when you experienced it, I actually talked to my kids about it a little bit. My, my older ones remember it more, but obviously my three-week-old doesn't remember any of it. And it's kind of weird that she doesn't have the same memories that the other people that were, you know, were really around and experienced it.
2: Well, you think about it. Kids who are just now, you know, hitting that 21 years, they have, you know, even 23, 24, they don't remember it because they were too little. I mean, when do you start retaining memories? It's like, what, four or five?
0: Yeah, well, and I know it was played over and over at school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kept out of the elementary's some, but yet I still think they touched on it. I know it was uh, played over. It's just like when, uh, well, we we're gonna date myself a little bit more. But when the rocket went up and it exploded with the in the middle eighties, and that you're looking at me like a deer in the headlights. <laughs>
2: I do remember that. (laughs) I'm just sitting there going, what the heck year was that? Because
0: (laughs) I think I, gosh, I think I was in like fourth grade. Yeah. So, but...
2: I was a little younger than that.
0: Yeah, you're a lot younger. You're just a baby. (laughs) But, I mean, it's a big deal and you remember it. And you remember all the things around you and surrounding you and, you know, so that's my take on it
2: oh when you were talking rockets i'm like i didn't know you were around when the man went on the moon and stuff i was i was not (laughs) there you go i got her to
0: smile this morning
2: my job is done (laughs) we gotta get to markets. we're gonna be hearing from jim Lindsay over at the altoona barn he's coming in next
3: for those who work in acres not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And
2: it's time to check in with those morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn and check in with Jim. And Jim, catch us up. How'd the sale go?
6: Choice Beef Steers, Neffers, twenty to $1.44. Choice Dairy Cross Steers and Heifers $1.18 to $1.40. High Yielding Choice and Prime Holstein Steers $1.30 to $1.40. We had a top of $1.44.5. and a half. Choice Holstein Steers $1.18 to $1.29. Select Underfinished Heavyweight Oversized Steers and Heifers $1.17 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from $79 to $88 with a top of $89 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 60 to 78 The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA for that sale or to consign cattle to the upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
2: Thank you so much, Jim, and you as well. We look forward to hearing more about that next sale. And now we've got to check in with more markets. Let's head over to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry.
8: Kristen and a very good morning to you. Well the uh uh monsoon here is probably over with. We've got a lot of rain over the weekend. That is uh, moving through the uh, eastern part of the states can we get it yet? But what did he say there was how many how much it rain down south? I kinda of missed that. Over
2: seven inches down in Racine wow, I, County.
8: I know we got home yesterday. We're watching the brewers and well of course they had the roof cold, but it was a major storm during the ball game yesterday, so it oh, was a really? good thing they had a yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was. I don't know what time it was. Four o'clock or so, somewhere around then. But it was very, very heavy rain down that area. But uh, I'm thinking that most most people uh, in the state of Wisconsin uh, don't really have a shortage of moisture anymore. So
2: I'm guessing <laughs> not. See, I don't know how much we got. I just know that I washed my car yesterday and it rained overnight. So that's why we got rain because I washed my car. You can blame me.
8: Well, we won't do that. <laughs> probably your car was probably doing it probably needed to get ready uh, well it did
2: (laughs) yes i mean now i'm hoping that all the bugs that were stuck to my windshield and welded on have now been removed
8: oh okay until the next batch comes in
2: (laughs) exactly well jerry catch us up what's going on over at the stratford equity barn
8: all right, uh, Kristen, uh, thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. Uh, full Marketing Week on tap here at Equity Stratford. Of course, last week, uh, just uh abbreviated sales schedule, only three sales, of course, due to Labor Day, but uh, we're back on a full schedule this week, uh, starting here Monday morning, uh, and we'll get right underway early Monday morning here with um, the market auction, and on Monday, of course, we do sell market cows. Most of our fed cattle here at Stratford are sold on Wednesday, but we'll market cows and baby calves uh, this morning, looking for a big run of calves, and we'll get to those about 11.30 this morning morning. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we start at 10 o'clock with the hay auction uh, and then at 11 o'clock we'll move into the um, organic market cows. We sell organic market cows every Tuesday along with the conventional market cows. Also, tomorrow, we'll be selling uh, feeder pigs, our monthly uh, feeder pig auction and uh, you know all feeder pigs have to be tested so those will be tested to, for tomorrow. So if you folks are looking for some feeder pigs, uh, we'll have a lot of them uh, for that sale tomorrow. Uh, that will be uh, around the 11 o'clock hour also. Moving to Wednesday, full marketing day on Wednesday. We start Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. We sell market cattle on Wednesday, conventional market cows, uh, fat cattle, as I mentioned, bulls, sheep, hog and goats, baby calves also, and then our feed cattle sale Wednesday is a new time start. Auction on Thursday does start at 11 with market cattle and baby calves. Just a reminder, our next dairy sale will be September the 20th. But again, we do have a lot of cattle for sale on a private treaty basis. We invite you folks to take a look at that on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page and uh, so, Kristen, we'll be back here tomorrow to give an update on market prices. Again, we'll see how things are trending. Uh, boy, all the stuff going on seems like last week was ages ago for uh, the way the markets are. You know, just time is really going. A lot of stuff going on. It's just uh, You were talking about, uh, of course, nine eleven, 11 and uh, certainly a tragic day in our history. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, well, we move forward, though, and uh, hopefully better things ahead.
2: Exactly. We have to keep moving forward. That's the only way to do it.
8: Well, you ladies have a nice day, and like I said, I'll be back here tomorrow morning. Update the market prices for all today's activity. Of course, uh, Monday after Labor Day, all year, they're a very busy marketing day, so we'll have those new numbers tomorrow morning.
2: Sounds good, Jerry. Have a great day.
8: You also, and I thank you.
2: Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got some weather markets. Still a busy morning.
3: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And it's time to check in again with those morning markets. We've got the Chicago Board of Trade. December corn was unchanged on those overnights at six eighty five. December oats unchanged at three ninety three. November beans up four at fourteen seventeen. October soybean meal up three dollars and forty cents a ton to four eighteen twenty a ton. December wheat down four at eight sixty five. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was unchanged at $1.93 and a quarter. Your blocks were up six and three quarter cent to $1.91 and three quarters. Your AA grade butter was up two and a quarter cent to 317. And your class three futures for September were unchanged at 1979. October was up 34 cents to 2093. November up 46 cents to 2155. December up 31 cents to 2158. January up 13 cents to 2121. And then those markets continued upward into April of next year. Country Elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at six thirty-four for corn. Baldwin's at six twenty-five for corn, thirteen thirty-six for beans. Durant is at six fourteen and thirteen twenty-six. Mondovi's at six nineteen and thirteen thirty-six. Elmwood is at six twenty-five and thirteen forty-one. Ball Creek is at 609 and 1311. Osseo is at 629 for corn, 1341 for beans. Elk Mount is at 654 and 1351. Sparta is at 663 and 1358. Ellsworth is at 604 for corn, 1311 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, is at 676. Stanley's at 638. New Richmond's at 637. And that's a look at your morning markets. Now we're going to be hearing from Dr. Dan Undersander on pasture yields. Let's see what Bob found out there.
1: Mother Nature has given us some pretty good weather this uh, growing season, and hopefully it's not over yet. We're going to talk about uh, maybe more yield in the pastures. Dan Undersander, our State Forage Specialist, is with us on our next Coral Alfalfa Update program. And Dan, as we get into September, are there ways to maybe uh, make those pastures uh, go a little bit longer into the season and maybe even give us uh, some more yield? Absolutely, Bob.
9: An important thing to remember actually about all plants, but uh, particularly as we're thinking of our grass pastures, is that those pastures have taken up whatever nitrogen was available and that has been in the top growth and been largely grazed off. All pastures will tend to run low on nitrogen late in the season, which then restricts growth. And you can see this around cow pies or... Uh, whatever, where the grass is much taller because there was a little extra fertilizer than across the pasture generally. So one of the things that we've seen over the years is putting a little shot of nitrogen on the pastures during the first couple weeks of September can give us an extra ton to a ton and a half of forage if we have good moisture there. So even with the high price of nitrogen, we're still thinking about 30 or $40 dollars. Uh, to give us uh, at least a ton of forage. Now, this forage can extend the grazing season. Um, It can also allow the grass to grow and be stockpiled. Uh, Remember, our grasses don't head out again in the fall, so they will retain their quality even after a frost when they turn brown. They're still high in protein and still high in energy, so it is possible even to stockpile some forage if you have adequate forage, and to allow the animals to graze after killing frost this fall. So the important thing to keep in mind is that pastures are low on nitrogen now. shot of 30 or 40 pounds of nitrogen per acre will give us a ton to ton and a half of extra yield this fall on those pastures. And also it will uh, produce a significant growth that will allow us to either graze continuously into the fall or graze stockpile forage until the snow gets too deep to do so. So uh, a shot of nitrogen on pastures is a good way to increase yield
1: at this point. And you say about 30 to 40 pounds an acre?
9: That's correct. Uh, So I'm looking at, that's uh, depending on your nitrogen cost, wherever you are, something around $30 per acre. And hay is still running about $250 a ton, so that seems like a pretty good investment.
1: Good return, that's for sure. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, our state foreign specialist, once again on our next Girl alfalfa Update program.
2: Thank you so much, Bob. And it's that time of the morning. We're, Jill and I are going to head on out. We're going to do something fun. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I'm hoping she'll, we'll go to breakfast or something. How does that sound?
0: I think that sounds fabulous. Now, what
2: are you going to do next Monday? Because I won't be here
0: oh Oh, uh, (laughs) i am stumped (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's right i will be gone next monday taking a little time i'm gonna sleep in yay (laughs) you should see her face (laughs) but yeah so i'm gonna you're gonna run the show for me next monday and then we'll be back into our thing and then i get to run the show for a full week in november yeah
0: lucky you no
2: lucky me so i don't know maybe lucky listeners they get to have me for a full
0: week Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The listeners are so going to be so thrilled. I, I
2: just saw the ratings go, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't tell you when in November, so sneaky, sneaky. You got to pay attention.
0: It'll be a surprise.
2: <laughs> All right, Jill, we got things to do. You guys have a great day. It's mostly sunny day today. going to be 73. Tomorrow, sunny and summer, 80 degrees. Wednesday, 77.